Sarah and Thomas and the Katoon are trapped in the Nodi Hunter's house with zero chance of escape. What are you going to do with us? Fearfully asks Thomas. What are we going to do with them, Crank? The first Nodi Hunter says to his friend. Maybe we should eat them, says Clank, the second Nodi Hunter. What do you think, Della? I know exactly what to do, says Della. Clank, completely blocking the front door with his immense body, watches as Della walks over to their dining room table. Della grabs the table and throws it on its side, making a huge mess of their house. She then grabs the carpet that laid beneath the table and lifts it up. A trap door is revealed. Della opens up the hatch. Okay, you little lignans, get inside this tunnel, says Clank. The front door starts thudding. The guards have caught up and are demanding for the two hunters to turn over their hostages. Clank locks the door and ignores the guards' requests. Now! yells Della. The two lignans and the Katoon jump into the hole in the floor, and the hunters quickly follow, shutting the hatch and locking it behind them. Follow Della! shouts Clank. Della and Clank flip a switch, turning on hundreds of lights all the way down their tunnel. The tunnel has barely enough room for the large noties to stand upright. Clank begins running and quickly following behind is Della, Sarah, and Thomas, and the Katoon. The lignans have never seen light like this. Well, except for their father's light stick. The light stick used concentrated magic to be powered, which was not very abundant in Ligna. Not like this. The group nears the end of the tunnel. Della says, The exit is just this way. Clank reaches the exit door first and opens it with a slight tug. Beams of sunlight travel directly into the tunnel at a 40-degree angle. The smell of fresh air overwhelms the group's noses. Della runs out and Sarah and Thomas and the Katoon follow suit. The moment Sarah steps foot outside, she dashes in a completely different direction than Della. Della, grab her, she's running, shouts Clank. Sarah, looking around, finds a perfect tree to climb. She begins the climb when suddenly her leg becomes trapped. Della has a firm grip on Sarah's leg and pulls Sarah down into her arms. Sarah, we aren't here to attack you. We are here to protect you, says Della. Sarah is completely trapped in Della's arms. Who are you and how do you know Sarah's name, shouts Thomas. We are spies for the Katoons. We belong to the integer group just south of here, says Clank. Yes, it's true. You can trust these beings, affirms the Katoon. What? Asks Sarah, confused. Thomas glances over at Clank. Clank begins his metamorphosis into his integer body. Thomas is blown away at the change. An integer stands at one and a half meters and are relatively fit. They are almost identical to the people of Ligna, only taller. Della has morphed into a beautiful female integer with long black hair and mesmerizing blue eyes similar to those of Sarah. The Katoon begins. We can explain when we reach the entrance of Ponticassium, where we are safe. But for now, we must be on our way. Okay, Della will lead the way to Integer. I'll take the back. Keep your eyes out, but travel quickly, requests Clank. Della pulls out a strange object from her pocket and shouts, This way! Sarah and Thomas and the Katoon trail Della through the thick, dark forest. The sun will set in a few hours, then we will rest. For now, we will travel, explains Della. As the group heads south, the wind becomes chilly, sending shivers down Sarah's spine. Few leaves fly with the wind as the forest begins a transition, the trees changing from leaves to needles, and the forest floor becoming stiffer with every step. Sarah reaches in her knapsack and pulls out some of the warmer clothes she had brilliantly packed away. She tosses a sweater to Thomas and puts a shirt on herself. Sarah looks behind her at Thomas and the Katoon and conjures a few questions. What is Ponticassium? asks Sarah. Hmm, Ponticassium is an immense mountain. The bridge to the gods, as you would call it, explains the Katoon. The gods? murmured Thomas. Yes, the gods live in Cassium and they are great beings. They created this world, and the world I live in, and the world you live in. 
You see, Sir and Thomas, we are not the same. We live in different worlds. You two live in your own private world, completely hidden to all outsiders. We Katoons are beings of all worlds. We can see and live in every world simultaneously, and we can bring beings to and from worlds, like we did to these integer beings, said the Katoon. The gods cannot even switch from world to world, adds Clank. The Katoons, many years ago, developed a portal to the gods' realm at the top of Ponticassium and mandated that the integer protect it. Protect it from what? Asked Sarah. Sarah, there are many evil ones out there that would like nothing more than to take the world we live in and turn it into a world of suffering. We prefer peace. Who are these evil ones and why do they want access to the world of the gods? Thomas and Sarah both ask. The gods control the nature of each world. They determine whether large trees grow in the ground, like in Ligna, or if the world is plagued with frigid snow, like that of Integer. The evil ones live in a world made of death. Nothing grows and everything burns. If they were to take control of the gods' realm, they would destroy every other world. A large gust of frigid wind blows by the group. Everyone shivers. Why are they evil? Asks Sarah. That is something even the gods do not know. The seven worlds came into existence all at once with no explanation. The gods have tried helping the evil ones, but to no avail. They do not listen to reason like us. Their life is born evil. The forest has now completely turned into pine trees, and the falling leaves have turned into angelic falling snow. The ground is entirely frozen, and the wind is freezing. The day is coming to an end as the sun falls to the ground. We will set up camp here. I'll go get firewood. Clank, can you set up the tents? Asks Della. Yep, no problem, replies Clank. Clank pulls a small cube with the length and height and width the size of an apple stem out of his right pocket and a water container out of his left. He drops the cube onto the ground and drops a speck of water onto it. The cube starts jumping around and transforms into a tremendous tent. All right, that was pretty cool, claims Thomas. Clank grows a smile on his face, proud of his invention. Do you Lignans have any food, he asks. No, not anymore. I gave the rest of our honey milk to the Katoons responds Sarah. That's okay, I have some of my own. Well, actually, Della cooked it. She's quite the cook, Clank says. Della quickly returns with enormous logs on her shoulders and some twigs in her belt. She drops a log on the ground. Clank sits on the newfound log bench, and Della stacks the rest of the logs in a cone shape with the twigs as the face. She pulls another interesting object out of her pocket that creates fire when struck. She ignites the fire, and Clank puts his feet up next to it to warm them up. Now we eat, and then we sleep, Della states. Now, with everyone sitting on the log bench, Clank passes the food around. The adventurers shove their faces into the delicious arrangement of meats and breads and spices. No, this is a good dinner, exclaims Thomas with his mouth full. I'm glad you enjoy it, says Della. The group, now with full stomachs and empty containers stacked around them, begins staring at the stars. The stars are no longer multicolored like they were in Ligna. Now, they are all white but they are nonetheless spectacular. No matter who you are, the stars and the fire will also be completely captivating, declares the Katoon. The group retreats to their tents and fall asleep. Clank is a notorious snorer and keeps Thomas awake. Thomas has been beyond brave on this journey. As he lay awake, he thinks about his father and mother. Do they worry about him? Are they out looking for him? Do they even know he's gone? As Thomas wonders, he feels an unusual vibration from the ground. Sarah, not being able to sleep as well, sits up straight as she noticed the vibrations as well. Thomas sits up too. The vibrations are getting louder and have now become a thud. Thomas, Sarah whispers, pretend you're asleep. I think it's a bear. 
Thomas nods and lays back down. The fire is still slowly and slightly burning. The thuds get louder and louder. Sarah and Thomas can now see the beast's shadow from the light of the fire. The beast walks on four legs with incredibly long fur. The beast lets out an astonishingly loud howl, similar to that of a wolf's. The two integer jump to their feet at the noise, falling instantly out of sleep. The beast detects the movement in the tent and dashes towards it. The beast tears down the door of the tent and jumps inside. Thomas and Sarah are certain this is their demise. The beast jumps on Clank and tackles him to the ground. How did you find us? shouts Clank. The beast lets out its enormous tongue and slobbers Clank from head to toe. I gave him directions, said the cartoon. The beast barks. What is that? asks Thomas. He's a lupus regum, and the last one in existence. They were an ancient species related to the wolf. We call him lupus, and he is smarter, faster, and stronger than your average wolf, explains the cartoon. The lupus regum flicks its tail in Thomas's face, turns around, and exits the tent. He is completely loyal and will guard us from any foe while we venture to Ponticassium. Now let us go back to sleep. We will wake in four hours and resume our trek, explains the cartoon. Della and Clank and the cartoon fall back asleep while their newfound protector guards the campgrounds. Sarah and Thomas rest their heads and, for the first time this adventure, fall asleep as well. The sun begins to brighten up the campgrounds as dawn breaks. Della had already cooked breakfast by the time Sarah woke up. Apparently, everyone had already woken up, except for her. Sarah looks around, bewildered, then steps outside the tent to find Thomas and Clank chatting away, all the while chowing down on some, well, quite frankly, beautifully smelling eggs. The cartoon is riding Lupus as Lupus jumps and frolics about. Everyone appears to be smiling and having fun. Here, Sarah, eat this up before we get going, says Della. Sarah, still being a little groggy, nods and takes the plate. She sits down on the log next to Clank and Thomas to begin eating. So you're telling me they can breathe underwater? Asks Thomas. Yes, sir, and I can shapeshift, exclaims Clank. No way, I don't believe it. It's true, just wait till we get to Integer. Della and I will show you. Sarah jumps into the conversation with a mouthful of eggs. What are you guys talking about? Well, not only is every world separate from each other, but we all have our own, like, ability, explains Thomas. Get this, lignans are born more creative than any other being. Sarah has a look of judging disbelief on her face. It's true, affirms Clank. Sarah finishes her eggs and Della snatches the last dirty dish from her hands. Della packs everything away and shouts, Okay, let's get going, shall we? Lupus lets out a howl and jumps forward to take Lee. Della follows him and Thomas and Sarah follow her with Clank at the rear. The day is far less chilly than the one prior. The sun is shining beams of light down through the piney forest, which warms the adventurers up. Hey, Clank! shouts Sarah. What are the Nodis good at? The Nodis are the greatest and strongest warriors. Their axes swing harder and their spears fly further. Nothing dares stop in front of a Nodi's path. The air goes silent as the words linger in Sarah's head. The forest floor starts to grow on an incline, and many rocks begin protruding from the ground. A majority of the trees disappear as well. The group is now trekking up a steep hill, which looks as if it's 100 meters tall. As the group reaches the top of the hill, they are greeted with an alluring sight. They are peering into a crater surrounded by enormous, majestic mountains. In the center of the crater is Integer, a charming city made of rock and wood with most houses only reaching two stories, though the tallest building, the windmill, is more than seven stories. This is our home, pronounces Clank. Lupus lets out a lusty howl and begins his descent into the city. The group follows. 
Integer is protected by guard towers and a three-story high stone wall, which looks marvelous, by the way. The guards of Integer recognize Della and Clank and open the gates. The city of Integer is as beautiful within the gates as it looked from the hill above. The stone houses felt warm and comfortable. Della led the group to a particularly beautiful building. This is my family's house, says Della. I was raised here alongside my brothers and sisters. The group all enter the house and Della leads them to a table. They all graciously sit down. So what's our next move? Asks Sarah. You, Thomas, and the Katoon will embark on a pre-regrenation to Ponticassio right after we rest. Della will be letting you stay for the night so to refuel, says Clank. Are you not coming with us? Asks Thomas. No, interjects Della. Integers cannot enter the portal. It is forbade. The gods accord the integers many amenities for their loyalty, and though they protect Ponticassium, they may never step foot into it, explains the Katoon. I'm sure the gods can make an exception, says Sarah. Maybe, maybe not, says Della. I'm not willing to risk our freedom to find out. Della exits the room into the kitchen, where she begins steeping dinner. The rest of the group sit in silence around the dining table. Clank gets up from the table to aid Della.